Hello and a very warm welcome to The Bitcoin Effect, your business podcast. Today with my co-host Peter again. Hi, Martin. And we have uh, Rui Schinfeld. I'm getting used to the correct pronunciation as well. I always used to say Roy Scheinfeld, which is wrong, as I learned just about now. It's a real pleasure. Hello, first of all. Hey, Marty. Hey, Peter. Yeah. Look, I've been looking very much forward to this because uh, Roy was one of the first Bitcoin-related business contacts Uh, I had. So um, this is long overdue. Uh, and we're going to talk about Breeze and how the business model of Breeze is working. Sounds great. Do you want to give a introduction on what Breeze actually is? Sure. It's so a little bit of background about Breeze. Uh, we started Breeze uh, five and a half uh, years ago. And the same vision remains. Uh, we want to help Bitcoin transform from a store of value to a medium of exchange, from digital gold to everyday currency. Uh, that's what we do at Breeze. Uh, all the products, all the services, all the technology that we develop is aimed to help Bitcoin evolve from a store of value to a medium of exchange. We basically want to bring Bitcoin to the masses and we want people to use Bitcoin as an everyday currency. Uh, so we started off by creating a lightning app, a, a wallet. I don't really like the term wallet, but I'll use it for, I, I'll use it for now because that's the term that people are used to when discussing a, a crypto app that send and receive the payments. So mm -hmm. we created a, a, an app that helps you send and receive lightning payments, a non-custodial lightning application. That helps you send payments uh, fast. It's relatively low fees and, and an app that can scale. Mm -hmm. From a technology standpoint, we, th this app runs a, a completely fully featured lightning node on your, on your mobile device. And we've been developing this app in various ways, uh, uh, exploring various go to market uh, strategies. For example, we brought a point of sale interface to the Breeze application to help merchant and accept and uh, uh, to be able to receive Lightning payments in their businesses. Uh, we've added the podcast player that allows uh, listeners to stream Satoshis to content creators. So we've been experimenting with various uh, uh, go-to-market strategies as part of uh, developing the Breeze uh, app. And we've learned a lot uh, during this journey. Maybe we can talk about it later. Uh, I won't get into too much details right now. But what we've learned is that there is a need for uh, applications, companies, vendors, services to integrate uh, Lightning payments to their own stack. Uh, so instead of uh, developing like a single app that does everything uh, around payments, mm -hmm. in the past year and a half, we've been working on a Breeze SDK, a software development kit that allows uh, any developer that wants to add non-custodial Lightning payments to their uh, services, allows them to do that using mm -hmm. our uh, interface, our SDK, our API. So that's what we're focusing on uh, right now. We're focusing on Lightning and non-custodial Lightning as a service, uh, which is the infrastructure for helping other companies and other uh, services to integrate Lightning payments into their own 
solutions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You you kind of started this app as a as a more at least felt for me at the time like trying new functionalities and exploring the needs rather than building a fully featured app. And then it was kind of the jumping point from there to seeing what's needed for people that develop an app like you did. So it, it was that's like more of a prototype type than an, than its own app. That That's exactly right. Uh, I think you, you got it. Uh, you got it right. We always from the get go treated this app as a sandbox uh, for mm. experimenting with the technology. One pillar is experimenting with the technology and the second pillar is experimenting with the market. So first, there was a lot of technology to build and, and there still is a lot of technology uh, to build around the Lightning Network. Uh, so we use the app as a way for us to learn what are the gaps that exist when it comes to the Lightning technology and how we can help bridge the gaps that there exist when it comes to the Lightning technology. Things like uh, Lightning Service Providers, LSDs is uh, something that we've introduced into the Lightning Network as part of building the Breeze uh, app. Uh, but there are many other uh, things like uh, creating channels on the fly and, and implementing zero, zero confirmation channels. Uh, so there's, there's a substantial learning that uh, came through us building the Breeze application from a technology standpoint. Uh, but we've also used this uh, app, uh, this consumer-facing app, as a way to learn the needs of uh, what I call a peer-to-peer -peer economy. Bitcoin, I think, essentially, the value proposition is around peer-to-peer. Uh, -peer. It's the ability to send money from A to B without any third party or intermediaries uh, being involved. And that's the value, mm -hmm. that's the core value proposition of Bitcoin. And But we still need to learn uh, and understand who needs it and, and why, why do people need to use it. Uh, that's very uh, unclear. Uh, so we used the, the, the application as a way kind of to, to interact uh, with the market in a very agile manner in order to learn if, there, if there's basically a need for a peer-to-peer -peer economy. We all talk about mm -hmm. Bitcoin, uh, but we don't. Uh, talk about we don't talk enough about the Bitcoin economy, and we use the we use the app as a way kind of to engage with the market in order to understand that. And if you if you take a look at our uh, the company name, uh, it's Breeze.technology. That's the website. It's still a technology company, so it's not mm -hmm. the fact that we had to build a consumer facing app is because no one did what we wanted to do when we started. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's the reason we've built a, a consumer-facing app. It's not necessarily what we want to do, and it's not necessarily the vision that we have in mind in order to bring Bitcoin to the masses. But we had to to go through this uh, step in order to kind of to understand, learn the technology, and understand, learn the market. So if I if I have the permit from Martin to to get into the year. How did you came up with it? Like you said, you basically started with the idea that you wanted to help people to send and receive payments, basically. We actually came from a technology standpoint. We wanted to help Bitcoin. Why? Uh, oh, yeah. So we can talk about Bitcoin, but it's a, it's a, it's an idea. It's there's no, 
We didn't do any market research. It was just a conviction that the founders had uh, around Bitcoin. We all we are all Bitcoiners. Uh, we are all we, we all read the Satoshi uh, Satoshi's white paper of uh, peer-to-peer electronic cash. And when we started the breeze uh, in 2018, there was a very strong narrative in the market around the fact that people shouldn't spend their Bitcoin and, and shouldn't use Bitcoin as a medium of exchange, meaning Bitcoin should be only used as a digital gold and we'll figure out the medium of exchange through other technologies. Hmm. We, we thought that's, that's, the wrong, uh, that's, that's the wrong approach to Bitcoin. Because essentially, also if, also from a store of value standpoint, as a Bitcoiner, you need to understand that if Bitcoin isn't a good medium of exchange, it won't maximize it, its value as a store of value. In order for Bitcoin to be the best money in the world, it has to be a medium of exchange. And it has hmm. to be, and the value proposition of Bitcoin, the ability to transfer Bitcoin without the involvement of, of third party, we need to be able to do that at scale if we want Bitcoin to be a, a good store of value as well. So we, we came from that philosophy. And with the emergence of Lightning Network, like we started Breeze when really at the beginning of, uh, of, uh, of the, there were only like a, a few main uh, transactions uh, mm-hmm. when, when we started uh, building on the Lightning Network. On the one hand, we had this vision of helping Bitcoin become realized Satoshi's true vision of peer-to-peer electronic cash. On the other hand, we saw a new te- technology emerging, but we already identified the gaps that the, this technology can have with the market, meaning the user experience issues in applying this uh, technology. So we came from that angle. Uh, we didn't come from, okay, we want to help uh, payments we want to help people do better payment no we came from a bitcoin point of view okay was that activated by i mean you said you started uh in in 2018 was it summer winter uh spring it it was uh early 2018 uh winter winter spring so so basically half a year after segwit uh activation then in in uh August 2017, I think, was it, wasn't it? So, something like that. So, yes, yeah. yes. so was it that, that that made you seeing a new opportunity there for, for... So the way that the ecosystem started talking about Bitcoin, even like hardcore Bitcoiners start talking about the uh, HODL, like the HODL meme mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. Uh, in, uh, in these days, in the, the late 2017, Early 2018, it was like the, the, the most used meme in the Bitcoin ecosystem. So the hodl, the hodl narrative, the fact that you shouldn't spend your Bitcoin together with the emergence of the technology, uh, I think it was LND 0.3. So really, really the beginning of a uh, lightning network. I think that these two uh, verticals uh, con- converging made us realize, okay, we need to to dedicate our time to helping Bitcoin become a medieval change. Mm. That's really interesting because that means that you basically started a product for a non-existing market. Mm -hmm. Because you say you wanted Bitcoin to be spent and you don't have customers 
or people that could be your customers because most people were like, okay, let's start hodling. And you had some, some uh, innovators, some people that were experimenting with lightning, but the market was, if existent, existing at all, not mature enough to do like classical market research and ask them how they use lightning and so and then you came up with the idea of okay to understand our potential customers we're basically becoming our own customer and create an own app but i guess that wasn't the the, the thought process at the time no that's a, that was exactly the thought process uh, that was exactly uh, the thought process at the time yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. so, so you, uh, to, just to get it right, you build it to use it on for your own first, at first for myself for yourself. Yeah. Yes, hmm. exactly. Okay. Exactly. I believe in people that build product from their for themselves. Uh, that's kind mm -hmm. of uh, uh, where, and there wasn't a product that uh, fits that I wanted to use. I think all the products uh, back then uh, were very very complicated to use. Uh, so we wanted uh, to create product for ourselves. To be to, to be able to send and, and receive lightning payments in a non-custodial fashion with an easy user experience. That's why we created the consumer-facing app. And we, of course, the next step was to see if there are others that wants to use the product. Hmm. Okay. What What was your your thought? What you believed? What unsolved problem? you saw the horizon that you wanted to solve better that way or wasn't that a thought at all at that point in time uh, I, I we definitely saw that uh, uh, using uh, bitcoin as a medium of exchange is challenging we saw that the lightning technology is very complex so we needed to build a solution that bridges this gap, this technology gap between the Lightning Network and non-tech sub-users. That's the vision and that's why we started Breeze. Mm. And how did you think about, because I mean, if you're only scratching your own itch, then the question is, how do you make money? If the market is not existing, if you're doing this for, for learning purposes mainly, what was your plan on how to make this a profitable business at the time, was there a plan or were you just like, okay, let's experiment with this? No, no. The, we've built Breeze as a commercial company from the get-go. Our mm -hmm. goal is to make money. Our goal is to generate revenue because revenue is the measure of success. And there is no objective uh, way to, to measure that you were, you were able to impact the market if, mm -hmm. if you're not a commercial company, if you're not generating uh, revenue. Uh, you can use other metrics. But Breeze, I was very uh, adamant that Breeze will be a commercial company. And I think that's still, uh, that's still the goal. It's not a, an academic project. It's not a research project. It's not a, we're not hobbyists. It's a real company with real commercial goals. So uh, I think the questions that you guys are asking are mostly around Bitcoin. Uh, it's not really about Breeze. Uh, Breeze is just a mean to an end. And the end is, why would you use Bitcoin? And if you believe there's a need for Bitcoin in the world, mm -hmm. I think uh, if you going through the, down the rabbit hole and you understand Bitcoin and you understand what Bitcoin is trying to do uh, in the world, uh, I don't think there's a, there's a question if a company like Breeze is needed. And so we're a Bitcoin company. 
Uh, there's no mm. breeze without Bitcoin. And we're sure. tool. We're a mean to the end. And the end is for, uh, for Bitcoin to be used by more people. That's the mm, that's so, the goal. So, so talking about means at the very beginning, what were your means? What, what did you bring in? Uh, what were your most affordable loss that time to start this exploration to to beat your path uh, through the jungle of unknowns uh, to achieve? You, uh, you mean in terms of resources? Resources. How did you how, how did that that thing start? What was your runway? Did that, how much if if you can tell like how much money you you invested or who who bring who, yes. who did you bring with you? What what kind of skills uh, did you had at hand and and for for and what were your first goals? Uh, you wanted to achieve to to make to see that you made progress because I guess that from the in the first couple of months you probably wouldn't have made any substantial revenues or whatsoever. Yeah, uh, zero, yeah. zero, zero. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so I I think that the the most the most important resources that we brought is our time. We are three co-founders. Uh, I started Breeze together with two friends. Mm -hmm that I used to work with in my previous company. Uh, I, I'm coming from a different background, uh, not from a Bitcoin background. I'm coming from an enterprise software background. I used to be the co-founder and the CTO in an enterprise B2B collaboration company uh, called Harmony. And uh, I started Breeze with two colleagues from Harmony, mm. uh, Akiba and Roy. Akiba, I'm more of the product guy. I'm at, at my core, I'm a technical product manager. So I'm I always been in this intersection of how to take a complex, complicated technology and bring it to, to market mm. with a simple user experience. And that's what I've done throughout my career. Akiba is our CTO. Is more of a, an IT guy. Uh, so when it comes to Lightning Network, running nodes, uh, understanding the Lightning uh, technology, the, the, the server uh, topology, uh, that's, that's his domain. And uh, Roy is, uh, is our dev lead and he's, uh, he's, uh, he's an amazing uh, R&D executor from both from an hands-on standpoint and from, and, and, and also from like a managing, uh, uh, managing teams. Hmm. So between the three of us, we thought that if the three of us will invest enough time together, we'll be able to deliver something to market. We started off without funding, just uh, dedicating our uh, full time. We, we quit our jobs, uh, all of us, and kind of decided to, to focus on, on building Breeze. And the initial release, which was in December, 2018. Up until then, we were without funding. Mm. So, how did that then work out? Like you said, the first idea was to to empower sending and receiving payments, and then later on, one day, you probably just woke up one morning and said, "Hey, new idea! We we need a podcast app <laughs> so that people can stream uh, sets." Wow. <laughs> and another day, you said, ah, "Probably also we need a SDK." <laughs> how did you how how was that journey how did you got there yeah it, it doesn't really work that way uh, <laughs> surprise <laughs> so 
So we started uh, we started Breeze with a simple wallet and end user sending and receiving Lightning payments. And and we a lot of people started using uh, the wallet. And I mean a lot in relatively to the Lightning ecosystem a lot. Uh, but we were able to to draw a lot of people who were using custodial solutions. Uh, we were able to draw them to. Using uh, Breeze, and slowly we started seeing patterns of usage. And one of the patterns of usage were uh, people that were using Breeze in order to accept uh, payments uh, in their small businesses. Mm. So the first, the actually first, uh, I wouldn't call it a pivot, but I would call it like building a new dedicated experience of top mm. of, on top of the Breeze technology was uh, actually to build a point-of-sale interface uh, that will make uh, accepting payments a little bit easier for these mm. uh, uh, specific demographics. And when we've added the point-of-sale, we grew by 10x in the number of transactions and the volume uh, that uh, Breeze generated. We grew by 10x just by tailoring the user interface to a point-of-sale use case. Yeah. And that was a, a very interesting uh, learning experience because we've improved a lot of stuff in Breeze from a technology standpoint along the way. And it didn't really move the needle. Yeah, of course, users were happier and, and, and so on, but it didn't do anything. Uh, we, we had like a very steady uh, linear growth. But we when we had the point of sale, we saw a spike. Uh, so. That was a very interesting learning experience. Uh, afterwards, I was on the lookup for additional use cases. Mm -hmm. And and the podcasting uh, podcasting 2.0, the podcast interface came after I've uh, spoken with Adam Curry. Uh, Adam Curry is the podfather, is the inventor of podcast. He reached out uh, to to me. I was very skeptical uh, about this uh, initiative. But after two conversations with Adam, Adam, I don't know if you ever spoken with Adam, but Adam can be very persuasive. I decided, okay, let's try it. Like, what, what do we have to lose? And we've built the podcast interface. And you know what? We grew by another 10x. Hmm. So every time we've added a new interface, a new experience to Breeze, we grew by the number of transactions and the number of, uh, did, did. of uh, throughput. Yeah. Right. Do, do you know what happened the day before or the hour before Adam Curry reached out to you? What what happened in his brain? How did he found you? And and what was his push moment? So Adam uh, is, is a podcast expert. He understands everything and anything about, uh, about uh, podcasting. Mm. And he, he, he is the one that made the connection with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So he understood mm -hmm. that in order to have a free platform for podcaster, they need to have a better form of monetization in a, in a, in a way that won't be uh, censorable and will be, and no one will be able to deplatform them. Uh, mm -hmm. So they built something called the podcast index, which is an alternative podcast repository uh, to Apple. So they're mm -hmm. already were competing, not competing, but offering an open platform for uh, pod 
podcast uh, integration through the podcasting through the podcast index platform and they are the one that already came out came up with the idea that, uh, to to integrate what they call a value block a way to monetize a podcast uh, based on peer-to-peer technology based on Bitcoin. Uh, and then he, uh, the, the next step in his mind, in Adam's mind, he was using Breeze uh, as his uh, uh, Bitcoin app. Mm, okay. uh, the next step in his mind was to find wallets mm-hmm. that are willing to implement this okay. idea that he has for for mm. monetizing uh, podcasters, yeah, and that's uh, and 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 I think uh, what I understood uh, by from this experience with Adam is that we have our goal is to bring lightning the lightning technology to existing domain experts, and they need to do this convergence between the market and the lightning technology. It's not up mm-hmm. to Bitcoiners. It's not up to the Lightning expert to kind of find where is the right use case for Lightning. It's up to the domain expert in their own domain to know about the Lightning technology and to be able to kind of connect it to their own expertise. Yeah, I find I find this so interesting because Breeze was, I think, the first app that had like. A, a card where you had a list where you could add your your items uh, from your store to the list and then just select the item and it would automatically add the price, which I'm not sure if there is by now even another mobile app that has that. I think not, uh, as far as I know, where you really can add a full card, which is like weird if you think about it. There's, of course... You know what I did? I was inspired. I don't want to say copied, but I took Square... I took the Square mm-hmm. app, uh, basically, yeah. and I, I I looked at the Square. A Square is exactly what I wanted to build, but for the fiat, but for a fiat economy. I took the, mm-hmm. the, the 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 Square interface and adapted it to uh, to to Bitcoin. Yeah. So I removed a lot of uh, uh, the stuff that were there uh, and and kind of focused on the eighty percent and and created the Square like interface for a Bitcoin app. That's 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 all I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, uh, there are other Lightning wallets that kind of copied the, this approach, and and I think uh, Wallet of Satoshi also has a point of sale. I'm not sure if they have uh, like an mm-hmm. inventory, like a, a catalog uh, option. I'm not sure, but uh, others for sure have. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Not really but but, but it's so interesting up. because this this and and the same with podcasters the the potential if you just discover how people actually use this and what they want to do with it and then just I mean adding this this inventory function was because at the time I know Breeze was I think my first wallet and first non custodial for sure and I I didn't find I didn't find this anywhere else and it's like. It's a small thing to to develop an inventory function. Is like from a development perspective, it's not much if you compare exactly. it to all the fuss around that most wallet developers will do to try to increase. Because I mean, the main revenue model for you, if I'm not mistaken, is depending on how many sats are streamed through your node and the channel opening fees for the non-custodial channels. So like the, I don't know. 2000 sets per channel that you open whatever and yeah yeah and it's so interesting 
it's very interesting. Just, uh, just, just want to reiterate because I don't think people, it's a very important point and I don't think people understand it. And even my, even, even I sometimes have uh, conflict feelings about it because I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm a product guy, but I'm also an engineer. I'm also a technology mm-hmm. guy. So in my nature, I always want to improve technology and, 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 and make it and, and, and strive to perfection. But what really changes the game is not the underlying technology. Mm-hmm. It's not the perfection mm-hmm. of the underlying technology mm-hmm. is, the, is how you deliver the technology to market. And it's about mm-hmm. the UI and it's about the U, mostly about the UX. And yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Like if you compare the complexity of implementing a, a lightning wallet, Versus the complexity of adding a user interface like a point of sale interface, it's it's uncomparable. Like it's much mm-hmm. easier to add podcast inter uh, uh, even a podcast interface, but uh, for sure a, a point of sale interface. Why people aren't doing that? Because they're focused on perfection. Because they're focused on the underlying technology, which is not important. It's yeah. the it's it's the least important thing. Yeah, it's it, you can always change it, and that and that is just a solution that will change over time. The the, the key question is, will your solution as a whole, your value proposition, help your your customers to get whatever job done better than what they had before? Exactly, exactly. So and and then I guess one day Elon Musk called and asked you for that everything app uh, he's working on and 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 you and you said no 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 uh, I have a better idea you get an SDK you can license it from us if you want or, or how did well, that work you're out jo- <laughs> Wait you're joking you're joking but you you're you're right uh, besides uh, except the, the fact that Elon Musk didn't call me <laughs> uh, not yet not yet not yet <laughs> <laughs> not yet uh, yeah it 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 will happen for sure And so what, what, what happened is that uh, Breeze, by adding this point of sale interface and by adding this podcast interface, it became like a Swiss Army Knife mm. app. And a Swiss Army Knife app, app, what you called an everything app, I don't believe in an everything app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a very mediocre solution uh, when it comes to a user experience. Uh, you can't do an everything app. And... We're not a point of sale expert and we're not a podcast uh, expert and we can't build a quality solution that will uh, be the best podcasting app out there and be the best merchant app up there. Mm-hmm. It's not in our skill set. Uh, we started thinking about other experience, other experience that we can bring into Greece and there are, there were so many. Like we wanted mm-hmm. to enhance Breeze with a video uh, streaming uh, capability, and we wanted to uh, uh, to to enhance Breeze with a chat uh, with with a chat interface. And at that point, by realizing that we need to bring Lightning to domain experts instead of us trying to become the everything domain expert, at that point I, we've realized that we need. Instead of uh, building this everything app, what we need is to deliver our uh, platform as a service for others. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead. Now. I guess the Breeze app kind of acts as a showcase app where other people come in and they look at it and they say, this is nice, 
where you build it on a very low level, but on a like explorative level. And then they say like, okay, let's build something out of it that is more amazing. Build a fully fledged uh, point of sale app like Leapa did. And now they're partnering with you and using your SDK. Um, I don't know if Fountain is using your SDK, but they basically did the same with the, the podcasting and say, okay, now we develop a full fledged yep. podcasting 2.0 app. And so, and you kind of, the app kind of works as a store of what you could do with the SDK. And then well, you're slowly now shifting the, the, the business model to the SDK. Is that the, the story? Well, kind of. I, I think uh, we were definitely the showcase of point, point of sale uh, lightning app. We were the first point mm -hmm. of sale lightning app. And there are many point of sale lightning apps right now that followed us, which is great. Uh, we mm -hmm. were definitely the showcase for a podcasting uh, app. Found the fountain, the implement the, 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 their solution after, after, after Breeze. Uh, they did it in a custodial fashion, which is unfortunate, but, but maybe they didn't have the breezes decay, they didn't have the tools in place to, to, to do something better. But yes, we were definitely showcased for different lightning experiences, different lightning uh, use cases. And with the breezes decay, I want to get to domain expert that I, I can't showcase, meaning I mm -hmm. don't know. I have an article on, on, on Medium. Uh, that I wrote uh, that we need, uh, we don't need more lightning apps. We need more apps with lightning. Basically, mm -hmm. we want to bring lightning to existing apps because I don't know. In in my ar article, I, I I give as an example the digital camera uh, analogy. So, uh, digital camera were around uh, for for a long time, and they didn't really change human behavior. Right? It mm -hmm. was an upgrade over the film camera. But we used the digital camera. It was a better technology for the same use case. We used it as a way to develop uh, the, the photos faster and for a better quality of, uh, of uh, photographs. But we used, we used it in the same manner we used the film camera previously. The point in time where the digital camera kind of changed the game and, and changed human behavior was the convergence of the digital camera with mobile devices. Mm -hmm. uh, this convergence and with applications like TikTok and Instagram, uh, that were, was the point where the human uh, behavior changed forever. And now you can't mm -hmm. even uh, eat lunch be before you take pictures of your lunch in your phone. Mm -hmm. and, and, you, and you experience everything, every aspect of your, of your life is being experienced via this prism of the digital camera. I want to bring lightning to domain experts because I think we're not at the point where we know and we understand how lightning is going to change human behavior. It has the potential mm -hmm. of changing human behavior, but we didn't do the right convergence with the right other technology in order to bring it uh, in order to bring uh, to, 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 to a place where it's going to transform our, our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal with the Prisus Decay, is to be able to integrate Lightning into, into technologies and into, into use cases that we can't even imagine. That's what I want yeah. to do with the Prisus Decay. And that's, I mean, infrastructure in Lightning is like, had, has one big advantage, and that uh, over internet infrastructure, at least as far as we see it now, and that is it grows by usage. So the more people use it, the more you will be able to earn with it. Unlike the internet where you kind of have fixed costs for the infrastructure provisioning and then 
you're not get and then you're trying to not get them to use as much data sometimes, which is like a weird conundrum. As you may know, this podcast is part of our ongoing effort to help companies improve their business models, find their product market fit, find their product language fit, and especially help them in integrating Bitcoin as a technology into their existing business. However, just listening to the podcast doesn't get the job done, does it? So if you like the way we do this podcast, how we analyze business and want to upgrade your own business and take action, then send us a mail at podcast at utxo.solutions and we will see if we can help you with that. Podcast at utxo.solution. It's always worth a try. But maybe can you a little bit explain on how does the business model for the SDK and for the cloud service work? Yes, definitely. So we're used, there's an inherent incentive within the Lightning Network. It's called Lightning Fees. Let's take a step back. Mm -hmm. In order to explain that, I need to explain the Lightning Network in general. So Lightning Network, if you, if from a technical standpoint, is a network of Lightning channels. But if you think about conceptually about the Lightning Network, you understand that the Lightning Network is a liquidity network, basically. It's all about allocating liquidity to the right entities at the right time in order to maximize your ROI. Exactly like the, the, the first layer in Bitcoin, uh, the blockchain, there's also an incentive mechanism in the Lightning Network that because of this incentive structure, you would want to run a Lightning node and you would want to, ra to route uh, transactions. These are Lightning fees. So the compensation uh, for you of allocating your liquidity to the right entity at the right time is about maximizing your ROI from lightning fees. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, uh, if you think the, uh, about this incentive model, it means that if you have traffic in the lightning network, you need liquidity in order to accommodate the traffic and the compensation of allocating this liquidity is generating ROI. Mm -hmm. And this is a cycle because if you generate ROI, you would want to allocate more liquidity to generate more ROI. More liquidity will bring more traffic to the network. More traffic to the network will bring more ROI. That's kind of mm -hmm. the, the, the circle of the Lightning uh, economy. So it's basically like lending your Bitcoin to the Lightning ecosystem and getting an interest on it. Uh, yes, but you're using fiat terms. So it's not about... Yes, lending. I know. It's just for the transition. <laughs> of yeah, course, yes. Yeah, but yeah. For the transition. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's not lending because you're allocating and you don't relinquish custody over your funds. Yes, yes, yes. And you're not generating interest. You're generating ROI because yes. it's lacking fees. So it's not yeah. tied to the amount that you have uh, allocated. It's tied to the throughput Uh, that you're passing through your channels, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, it's 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 economy 101 uh, in 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 that regard. And our business model, I'm I'm getting back to your question now. Our business model is to uh, exploit the the inherent business model that exists in Lightning. So we invented this concept of a Lightning Service Provider, an LSP. An LSP is basically opening channels to end users and facilitate with 
the routing of the payments to other uh, destinations in the network. And we take a fee uh, for, from every transaction that is being executed through either the Breeze wallet or through the Breeze SDK. We take a fee, a lightning fee. And that's the inherent uh, business model in the core of our business. And the Breeze SDK, you can think about the Breeze SDK as a way to augment the business model that we already established with the Breeze wallet. So it's a, it's a channel, basically. The same channel, because the more people implement things with the Breeze SDK, the more likely they are to use your service. The more people to implement the Breeze uh, SDK, the more users we have, the more transactions we have, the more throughput we have, the more ROI we have. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to wrap it up, or to try and to wrap it up uh, again, like you have uh, somehow discovered coming from a technology or engineering starting point, somehow wanting to help uh, Bitcoin adoption and, uh, and the use as a currency in the daily life of people, you have discovered that lightning technology is not an end in itself, but it helps people to make progress doing other things better. So you, you found that the more it gets integrated in whatever other applications, the better it is, the better it is and the more revenue you can also generate for Breeze and the users of the Breeze technology, if you want so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we, we knew about the, the, we haven't changed our revenue model or our business structure since we started. It's, it was always about generating uh, lightning fees. Hmm. The, the journey was around if people need it, how many people do uh, actually need it. That, that was our main challenges. Hmm. How do you find, because you said when you discovered point of sale, you got a 10x. When you discovered podcast, you got 10x. And then you, you started searching for new areas to apply this to. So if I hear this, my initial assumption would be, okay, your, your main growth engine would be discovering new fields where people could now use your SDK that you could use as a showcase in, in the app, inspire people, and then like conquer new market, define, find new markets, showcase that there are new markets so that other people build specialized apps out of it, uh, and then basically adopt the SDK to fit for these markets uh, so that you're becoming the basic infrastructure in more more dimensions is this something you do and if yes how do you do it from an operational standpoint this finding of new markets yeah uh, we don't do that uh, it's not up to us to find the uh, new markets because we didn't find the, the podcasting use case for example mm -hmm. like it's the podcast expert that came to us with understanding of the mm -hmm with the technology. So what we try to do uh, right now is to uh, make sure people are aware uh, there's an easy way to build on top of Lightning. We're trying to educate people to use our non-custodial uh, infrastructure. And we're trying to cross the chasm. And the, the chasm is how do you... People from the Bitcoin Lightning ecosystem, they understand and know about the Lightning technology. Mm -hmm. But uh, developers from the mainstream, from the outside world, outside to Lightning, outside to Bitcoin, they're not mm -hmm. aware of, of mm -hmm. Bitcoin. They're not aware of Lightning. 
So how do you cross the chasm in, in, in terms of educating these developers mm -hmm. that they have another tool in their toolbox? And that's the chasm we need to cross. I believe that the chasm actually goes through crypto. And maybe, maybe it won't sit, uh, it, it, it won't sit very well with uh, like Bitcoin maximalist. But I think we need to bring lightning into crypto applications and we need crypto wallets uh, to adopt lightning. Once we get to a point where lightning is, is, is vastly adopted, not only among Bitcoiners, but also among uh, uh, crypto uh, users, then we'll be able kind of to take another step uh, towards uh, fintech and mm -hmm. integrate lightning into fintech solutions because there are already fintech solutions that integrated uh, a crypto. Uh, so mm -hmm. if we integrate into crypto, we'll be able to kind of cross, take another step into integrating into fintech application. Once it's in fintech applications, then we need to, to, to cross the, the, cross another barrier to the uh, mainstream consumer uh, apps. Uh, there's no reason that the Lightning won't be integrated in social networks and in applications like uh, uh, TikTok or Instagram. Did, uh, hmm. did you experience somehow except exceptions already from the real, let's say, real old established business world where they, not within the finance industry or fintech industry, are getting curious about what it does because what yes, in, in yeah. my point of view it's always like it's it's a huge threat to a lot of established business models just like mm. see the the whole sharing economy the first one who's gonna figure out <laughs> how to use lightning technology to make iot payment streamings real for micropayments for example will have an unfair and more than unfair advantage in, in, in the market for example and meanwhile Everybody's just holding back, doing, doing, doing what their habits are designed to. What are uh, what exceptions yeah, I, are I, there? I think like <laughs> so we're getting some uh, curious uh, inquiries about the technology in general, not from from existing financial institutions, but more from like mainstream applications that start to understand that there's something uh, there, and and they're trying to figure out how big it is and how mature it is. Mm -hmm. I think Lightning is still very small at the moment to be a, any kind of threat. And I don't think uh, the, the dinosaurs understand that there's a new technology that can threaten them. I don't think we're there yet. I think they understand that about... I, I also don't think it's a threat because if you, if you think about it, that's what you said earlier, we don't need more... Bitcoin applications or more Lightning applications, we need more applications with Lightning. I think the threat mm -hmm. doesn't come from from Lightning itself or from Bitcoin. Uh, the threat comes from the company that understands it first, like with most technologies, is a threat to all the others that don't understand it early. The one that tries to integrate it early is the threat to the others, not the technology I, itself. I'd like to give you an example. Uh, from a branch that I'm, uh, I've been uh, working with for, for 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 a long time, which is the media industry. Like you said, the first one who called you was Adam Curry, and it's a, basically a media business. Like podcasting is really a small thing, but it's adopting and taking over the radio business slowly mm. but steady. And 
like media, it doesn't matter if it's meta, if it's any radio station, any magazine, whatever, are uh, today basically advertising finance. So they, they give away their content basically for free in exchange for users' attention, what they sell to advertisers. And if now you start integrating micropayments to make good content accessible without paying with your attention, but with really low micro fees, you're turning around the whole business model design upside down. And, and there will be some losers in, the whole, in, in, in that field. Like the whole advertising mm -hmm. industry is at question. From that moment on, once the first mover or the, the early adopters are, are starting to, 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 to see uh, the potential of, of, of this. And it's more a user-based focus, like what really, what's really good for the user and, and what do they want, really? If, 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 exactly. if they don't even think about it, they, they will behave in a certain way. I agree, and I agree with you. It's a threat. I, I don't agree. I, I think there will be losers. I think uh, I'll give you another example from another domain. Yeah. You know the Starbucks app in, in the States? You know what's the, the most used financial apps? financial app in the States is, like consumer app, is the Starbucks Probably, app. Yeah. They have their own way of, of uh, they implemented their own way of buying stuff at the Starbucks uh, coffee through the Starbucks wallet. And they're giving, uh, they're giving uh, free coffees and they're giving free stuff for people who are using their uh, Starbucks mm -hmm. app. And they're circumventing all the credit card infrastructure mm -hmm. because they're using mm -hmm. their own proprietary yeah. app. There are losers. Like the the, the the credit card companies are losing a lot of money if, if, because if, if of if that. If they don't change, if they don't shift their minds, I mean, if they if they if they uh, stay with the status quo yeah, and then they, they, they stick say, to it, uh, which is human. But, exactly. Yeah. So there's always losers, and and if you think about that, Lightning enables you to do what Starbucks has done, but at scale. Mm -hmm. Uh, without, mm -hmm. uh, with, of course, Star Star Starbucks invested a lot of money and a lot of infrastructure in building what they have. If you can do that on a on a public network with a very low expertise, mm -hmm. uh, there will be a lot of losers out there uh, yeah. unless they adopted uh, Peter. Yeah, and the other your, and, and the other part but, 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 of, but, of the media business. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. one part is is advertising uh, finance, and the other part is subscription based. So, and they can't handle exactly. <laughs> micropayments because exactly. it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. So they force their mm -hmm. users into subscriptions. And that really exactly. lowers the potential of quality because you don't have yeah. to care that much about good quality when you know that, the, that your users are in a locked-in system or at least locked in for a month, for half a year or... What, what whatsoever and it's very hard to know what works and what doesn't like uh, for example in a subscription based model you're subsidizing like the the occasional users are subsidizing the heavy users mm -hmm. but you don't know really and you don't have a very clear uh, connection between the quality of the content and the monetization mm -hmm. of the content mm -hmm. maybe as an okay let's take netflix for example maybe i as an occasional user would pay 30 bucks to see a specific movie that I want mm -hmm. to see. 
maybe as a, as a, as a heavy user, I want to pay low fee uh, like in real time for watching for watching movies. I mean, the possibilities with micropayments uh, and with uh, uh, implementing something like peer-to-peer technology in content creation and content monetization, mm-hmm. the potential is, is, is huge. And I think the, the, and I think Peter, you're, you're absolutely right that the structure that we have in place right now for content monetization, it's not because it's the optimal <laughs> yeah. model. Yeah. It's because of the constraints yeah. of the fiat yeah. system. Yeah. And, and the, the, the thing is also that streaming Netflix is a, is a great, is a great example because the more competition there is in the market, the worse the subscription model becomes. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you get every film on Netflix, then a Netflix subscription is kind of nice. But if you need Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, Sky, whatever, and you need like 10 million and suddenly you're paying, I don't know, 100 bucks a month for streaming. And that's like way more than it's worth from the entertainment perspective. And then suddenly this shifts. And that's, that's I think, the earlier companies discover how to break free from description, how to find new business models around this, but also how to incentivize people to actually spend their money within the app. Exactly. That's when they when they really will gain a, an unfair But advantage. then they will have to start questioning themselves because I know from at first sure. hand that the first thing they do is they're complaining about their customers' behavior and asking themselves, why aren't they more loyal to us? Yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they don't they don't yeah. get to the point that yeah, they, that, that, that the problem is that their product is basically irrelevant to the customers. And, and there are so many anomalies that are created because of this broken model. Even even Netflix, even yeah, you talked about a very important issue, which is the, the multi subscription to multiple services, which is a mess. But even in Netflix, if I want to use Netflix outside my home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a way to do that because they enforce their subscription model on a household. Uh, e- even if you mm-hmm. use a VPN, they, they, they're blocking it already. So, yeah. So, so but if yeah. they had a way to monetize content in real time, then it wouldn't be a problem and it would be a much more fairer system towards user. And they wouldn't have to deal with all these complexities on how to manage and, and supervise their subscriptions. Uh, so, yes. So, coming back to this, why didn't you decide to go for video streaming 2.0 in the Breeze app? Because I'm not Netflix, because, uh, because I'm not Zoom, because I, I don't have this domain expertise. So, I, 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 I'm doing a mediocre job in being a, pot, a point of sale app. I'm doing a mediocre mm-hmm. job in being a podcasting app. I don't want to continue and do a mediocre job in being mm-hmm. and in, in implementing this other experience. Once we saw that we can deliver uh, this technology for different use cases, I think we need to leave it for the expert to integrate uh, Lightning into uh, existing or even new solutions. But you need to have this passion, like in order to have. To, to, to create an app, a video streaming app on top of Lightning, I want to love videos and I want to do that and I need to dedicate mm-hmm. a, full-time, a full-time team in order to, to deliver it to market. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Lightning expert. I'm not a video expert. 
I'm not a podcasting expert and I'm not a merchant. This is, I mean, just the story of Breeze and, and the story of the Bitcoin mass adoption as it happens, uh, at least from the beginning of Lightning or Segwit or what, how do you want to call it, is a perfect textbook example for the uh, innovator's dilemma. Like there is a movement Uh, with a based on a technology that is new and uh, it's climbing their path up market from the very very low end of the market where the established businesses weren't able to to make any money it was just like the crappy low end and when they say okay now this micro i mean everything what's payments below one dollar or euro or whatsoever basically is not interesting because no one can make money with it in the in the old finance uh, finance world and they say okay let's let, let's let's we give it to them we don't fight for it <laughs> so meanwhile the, the 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 bitcoin industry is climbing their their way or their path up market a little bit more and more and more The interesting question to me is, how do you find new users, clients, customers, key accounts, or whatsoever for your SDK, for for your for your business applications, or in the, in the B2B world, to find your early adopters, or I don't know if it's still early adopters or it's, or, it's, or, or or still innovators, or you're already on the on the step to the early majority right now. How how would you see it, and how how do you manage to find new peers uh, so i think we're past innovators i think we're in a early adopter phase and uh, i think we have a steady stream organic stream of of people coming i think the demand is there mm -hmm. and the demand is coming to us we have dozens of uh, companies implementing the breeze sdk as we speak uh, most of the of the companies are within the bitcoin ecosystem so they have already some kind of interface with Bitcoin on-chain, and they want to kind of text the, the next level to uh, to Lightning. And But we are, we're, start, we're starting to see interest from companies outside mm. the, the, the Bitcoin ecosystem, and mm -hmm. that's really, really encouraging. We've hired our first uh, business person this year. Uh, so we have a, a BD person uh, in the States coming from... A, a traditional B2B fintech business. Uh, so she used to work at WISE and we're very lucky to, to, to have hired her and she's part of uh, a Breeze now. And we not want to grow our funnel with uh, uh, outbound efforts as well, not just uh, yeah, using inbound. Uh, so we're, we need to strengthen our, our marketing strategy, uh, but we need to create awareness, basically. Awareness for... Uh, lightning in general i think when when there's awareness of lightning there will be leads coming in to the breezes decay mm. so one year from now what successes do you want to celebrate so one year for for now i want to see hundreds of applications using the breezes decay maybe the lower hundreds i think will be the high hundreds but i want to see 100 at least 100 applications using implementing the the, the breezes decay and i want to see application not only from the bitcoin like traditional bitcoin apps i want to see apps uh, crypto apps or even mainstream apps implementing the breezes decay mm. Could, could cool. you could you tell uh, who is already using it, or is it 
a non-disclosure issue then? No, we're in the design partner phase. So I can talk freely about applications that we already announced uh, publicly our uh, partnership with. Uh, so we have the Blockstream Green application is using the Breeze SDK. We, it's a, a traditional wallet that enhanced their capabilities and now supports Lightning with the Breeze SDK. We have the Beatbox uh, app. It's a hardware wallet. Uh, that is integrating the Breeze SDK. We have Relay, a Swiss broker, Bitcoin broker, a service that are adding Lightning capabilities using the, the Breeze SDK. We have an EV charging application uh, called Satimoto that allows you to charge your EV, your electrical car using uh, Satoshi. Where, where are they? Are they European-based or North America? or in European. Okay. Uh, it's in Germany, uh, but they have... They support uh, various countries in, in Europe. We have CrowdHealth uh, is implementing the Breeze SDK, which is uh, a way to do better health insurance using uh, uh, using uh, Bitcoin. I might miss someone, but that's I think that's uh, that can give mm. you like a, a bit of a of a glimpse to the partners that we're working with right okay, now. Okay, now even mm. more curious I am about those from the established economy, from the old economy. Could you tell something that could give us Martin, sorry, Jeff, shout out to, to Lipa. Martin mentioned Lipa. Yeah. Yeah. So Lipa is another another partner partner of course. Yeah. So could you give us some hints who from the old established economy is is getting curious? What kind of branches at least or something like that? Uh, so we first uh, we see crypto interest, like uh, traditional crypto applications, uh, starting to be more interested. And I don't, I can't really mention names, but think about uh, fintech applications, large fintech applications that already have crypto, uh, and these uh, parties are interested in learning more about the Lightning technology. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. We need more time. Then, probably then we're doing... Yeah, we need we need more time, but uh, maybe that's then for the one-year celebration follow-up, see where Breeze has spread throughout the year. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about Breeze and how they could integrate it? I don't know if they want to build the next Lightning Netflix or kill subscription in any other domain and need someone to to help them with lightning uh, our site is breeze.technology breeze without a, 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 an e at the end so b-r-e-e-z dot technology that's our website uh, but we're everywhere so you can find us uh, on twitter you can find us on uh, telegram you can find us on medium you can find me uh, like yeah, it's i'm not uh, a hard person to 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 reach so you can find me everywhere as well feel free to reach out feel free to engage feel free to experiment we're at your service very cool thank you very much um, and hear you soon thank you thank you guys if you are thinking about how you can use this fascinating technology of bitcoin to improve strengthen or make your own business more successful then just reach out because that is exactly what we do. We help companies with our consulting, trainings, workshops and programs, especially with our careful innovation program and the jobs to be done framework to find out the best way for them and to implement it efficiently. So 
If you want it for your business, all you have to do now is just click the link in the show notes to book a free meeting and let's find out in a short meeting if and how we can help your business to make progress as well.